What's up, Party Crashers? Welcome to The Uninvited. This is your host, Jerry, and I am so glad you're here. Uh, let me just get one thing out of the way right now. However you found us, I don't, and first of all, I don't know exactly how you stumbled across this thing. It is not as if I've been doing a bang-up job promoting this thing. So I don't know how you found me, but however you found this podcast, do me a favor. Subscribe and give us a five-star rating. As you know by now, five stars feels like love. Four stars feels like the friend zone, okay? And you know, you already know about our self-esteem issues around here. Five stars. So it's been, it's been an eventful couple of days uh, since we last hung out here. Um, and I, 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 I don't know. I, can we just jump in? Actually, I don't want to do that first. I don't want to jump in first. I need to check in and just find out, like for real, real talk. How are you feeling? I hope you're okay. I want you to know that it's okay not to feel okay. These are these are ridiculous times, and hardly any of this makes sense right now. I mean, at least it doesn't make sense to me. Does it to you? I mean, I I don't know. There are days. The other day, um, I took a nap. It was four o'clock, and I took a nap. I can't remember the last time I uh, I took a nap during the workday. And it was a power nap, and it felt great, and I needed it. And so I guess I'm just saying, um, before we get into what we're going to talk about, uh, I hope you're taking good care of yourself. Um, or as good a care as you can, and to have grace for yourself and the people that you're sheltering with and the people that you work with. And um, listen, I would love to be able to tell you that we're going to get through this. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that we will. Uh, I have confidence that we will, that we, I have confidence that we can. Let me put it that way. I have confidence that we can. And I have hope that we will. Uh, and I'm holding on. I don't know about you, but I'm holding on to that hope. Um, but there are things that are just going, I mean, man, um, schools. So as, as many of you know, and if you're a first-time listener, I'm from Kansas City. Uh, I like to tell people that my first breath was Kansas City and, and probably my last breath, and hopefully, hopefully, my last breath will be Kansas City. I love this town, um, and um, it's a, we're a bi-state metro, so the Kansas City that most people know is Kansas City, Missouri. You know, you've got the Kansas City football team, you've got the Royals, most people associate Kansas City barbecue with Missouri, but I need to note that the best barbecue in the city is in the part of Kansas City that I grew up in, which is in Kansas City, Kansas. Okay? I'm in a county called Wyandotte County. Well, I grew up in a county called Wyandotte County. I live on the Missouri side now, but where I grew up was on the Kansas side. And the best barbecue, not only... So, whenever, whenever someone from Kansas City says the best 
barbecue joint in Kansas City is dot dot dot. You can easily substitute Kansas City for America. And since you can say America, you can say the world. So for me, the best barbecue place in all of Kansas City is Slaps Barbecue. Don't get mad at me, Joe's Kansas City people. Okay, don't I don't and don't, I don't want you to at me, LCs people who I love LCs. Okay, Gates, Bryant's, the list goes on and on and on. Jack Stack. You wind up barbecue people though. I don't really get that. I don't get it. Rosedale Barbecue is good. If here's the thing, if you're not from Kansas City, and you want to see a bench clearing brawl. Just get four or five people from Kansas City together and ask them, where is the best barbecue place in town? And just kind of step like five or six feet back and watch us work it out. Um, especially if they're from the dot, because we're a little bit scrappy, right? Uh, we kind of have an attitude problem. We have a chip on our shoulder. Um, but that's just how we roll. We're the dot. Um and I, I'm thinking that <laughs> I'm thinking that there's a lot of folks in Kansas City right now with a little chip on their shoulder, regardless of if they're on the Kansas side or the Missouri side, if they're a dot or they're not, um, because there's a lot of tension here. And I would imagine wherever you are, there might be some tension there too, um, with regards to schools. Now, this is something that. Uh, that I've talked about a lot uh, on the pod. And um, and the reason why I'm bringing it up is because this week has been kind of the week of governors going wild. Um, here in my state, um, well, let me, let me first start with Kansas. That was the whole point of bringing up Kansas. So um, here in the metro, it's kind of like the tale of two governors. On one side of the metro, they have a governor who is forward-thinking and can put um, complete sentences together. Um, governor Laura Kelly, she was part of that blue wave here in Kansas, um, who uh, you know won the uh, the seat that had been vacated by two-term governor um, Sam Brownback. Um, she had issued um, a recommendation um, for schools to remain closed up through Labor Day, really trying to give superintendents some more time to figure out how they might reopen. Today, the Kansas School Board met over Zoom, by the way, not in person. They met via Zoom. And the um, all-white school board um, could not come to an agreement. They were deadlocked at five to five. And since they did not ratify Governor Kelly's recommendations, school districts now are, it's going to be up to them to decide when they're going to, when they're going to reopen. Now, as you might imagine, um, that's cause for a, a lot of, of confusion. Um, juxtapose that to the Missouri side of the Kansas City Metro, where our governor, 
Governor Mike Parson. Um, ooh, man. I'm, here's the thing. I don't know. I don't know Governor Parson. Never met him. Um, I'm not going to take a shot at him. But earlier this week, this is what Governor Mike Parson had to say. Actually, I'm sorry. The interview was uh, last week. Um, but it, it started to, to filter into the media, national media, late Friday into the weekend. This is what Governor Parson had to say. Quote, these kids have got to get back to school. They're at the lowest risk possible. And if they do get COVID-19, which they will, and, then, and they will when they go to school, they're not going to the hospitals. They're not going to have to sit in doctor's offices. They're going to go home and they're going to get over it. End of quote. I'm sorry, it's not end of the quote. We've got to move on, Governor Parson continued. We can't just let this thing stop us in our tracks. Now, we're starting to see by the numbers since really the beginning of the month that a majority of the total kids cases of school age kids a majority of them have happened since the month of July. But Governor Parson, his response to schools is, they just need to get over it. We can't stop what we're doing to keep kids safe. And But he's not the only one. Governor... <laughs> The governor of Florida, I mean, I'm sorry I chuckled there a little bit because, like, you know that whole thing with the Florida, you know, like, you just, you Google Florida man, and it's always the Florida man, and it, and it just, whatever you imagine the most ridiculous thing a Florida man could do, I mean, I feel like Governor DeSantis is the epitome of Florida man, but Florida man a.k.a. Governor Ron DeSantis, um, earlier today, basically saying, hey, we shouldn't be allowed, he says, we shouldn't be, be paralyzed by fear. Um, and um, they're just going to have to make do. They're just going to have to make do, is what he's saying. Um, and this seems to be a trend amongst um, conservative Governors, um, and interestingly, it's it's a trend amongst governors who didn't necessarily get their jobs by doing it the you know the legitimate route. I mean, now Governor Parson, he didn't do anything illegitimate. He was a lieutenant governor. Um, his governor, the governor we had before him, Eric Greitens. His story is well documented, but he was an embezzler and he was ridiculous. Okay. Um, so he stepped into a job he was not elected to do. Governor DeSantis, it could be argued that um, perhaps there were some irregularities with Florida's voting, uh, the, the calculating of the of the votes in the 2018 election. Because it, 
But I don't understand that. It's not like Florida's ever had a history of rigged elections. Um, but I got to tell you, as 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 inept as their return to school policy is, and as inept as their overall response to COVID-19 has been, I don't know if either one of them holds a candle to Governor Brian Kemp. You all know Governor Brian Kemp by now? Governor of the of the great state of Georgia, Peach State. Um, this is the same governor who um, was the um, he 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 received the ire of, of President Trump. He had uh, reopened the beaches and before the president had apparently given his okay to um, all of the Republican governors to do so. But Governor Brian Kemp, the reason why he takes the cake from my governor's gone wild is Governor Brian Kemp is suing. And originally, I actually thought he was suing the city of Atlanta on the city of Atlanta's mask policy. Um, but that's not who he's suing. He is not suing the city of Atlanta. No, no, no. He is suing the mayor of Atlanta. Now, if you, you're probably familiar with the mayor of Atlanta, Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, uh, in the aftermath of the, um, the shootings to um, um, Breonna Taylor, uh, Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd, uh, and I am I am apologized for him blanking on the brother's name who was who was shot and killed in Atlanta. Um, her name has has really risen because her spotlight I should say has gotten brighter uh, just because of the leadership that she has exhibited. That's my opinion. I believe she's exhib exhibited leadership on you know the calls for racial equity and justice, uh, and also her leadership on uh, addressing uh, COVID-19. Uh, the governor is suing Mayor Bottoms because her mask policy is more stringent than his policy. And he doesn't believe that a mayor should be able to, to have a policy that's stronger than the governor's, which actually is not in keeping with how most states are doing it. Most states are saying, hey, we have a certain policy. Mayors have the capacity to have a more stringent policy. Governor Kemp doesn't believe that. And Governor Kemp is suing her personally. Think about the optics of a white man suing a black woman for trying to protect her people from spreading and contracting the coronavirus. That is, I try to keep this show clean, okay? Let's just say it's crazy. There's another word I'd want to use to put in front of crazy, but it's crazy, okay? So that's bad enough. But this wouldn't be the first time that Brian Kemp has attempted to usurp 
uh, or undermine a black woman in politics. Brian Kemp was elected, and I'm using air quotes, by the way. Brian Kemp was elected um, to um, to the the, go uh, the governorship for the great state of Georgia in 2018 after a highly contested, again, air quotes, race with um, uh, Stacey Adams. So, Stacey Adams, oh my gosh. Stacey Abrams, please forgive me. Stacey Adams is a shoe. Um, every time I, <laughs> I think of Stacey Adams and I think of, uh, here in Kansas City, every, every city has that store and here in Kansas City was, is Harold Pinner's, right? And I feel like the only shoe line they carried was, uh, was Stacey Adams. Um, Stacey Abrams. And, um, the reason why I'm using air quote, air quotes with elected and contested is that you want to take a guess at whose job it was to oversee the electoral process, it was Brian Kemp. Brian Kemp was the Secretary of State. Brian Kemp, as Secretary of State, wrote off tens of thousands of people off the voter rolls, mostly in, you guessed it, in the city of Atlanta. Um, Brian Kemp, resigned just before the certification of the results. So he didn't resign when he was running. He literally ran for governor while also rigging the system. And he barely won by the skin of his teeth. Um, Ms. Abrams, she decided not to keep fighting, even though she had every right to, decided to step back and say, hey, you won. But let's be honest. Brian Kemp is a sham. I'm just going to say it. he's a sham governor. He got in on a sham, just like the president got in on a sham. Okay? So, Brian Kemp has a history of undermining women and undermining specifically black women. And um, it is troubling. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. So I don't know how this is going to work out for him, but I can tell you this. It is a very, very, very bad look for him. And um, I just, can I just tell you something, guys, right now? Men, men, I'm talking to you right now. Don't sue, especially white men. Stop suing black women. Stop suing black women in power. Stop trying to undermine women. Stop trying to undermine black women. Stop trying to undermine women of color. Stop trying to undermine women, period. Stop it. Just stop. It's weak. And um, clearly it's pathetic. Um, but it's very weak. And stop. And, and for what it's worth, the Governor Kemp's the Governor DeSantis, the President Trump's, this election-stealing stuff. I mean, I don't know about you. I've had enough. I've had enough, right? Um, you know, my, my friend Joe 
um, in Kansas, you know, they got their absentee ballots or mail-in ballots, and they got envelopes for those ballots to mail in that were, um, they don't have sealant. They were, oh, like, <laughs> I'm like, what is going on here? And I got to be honest, man, like I, I've, and I've been calling it since this stuff started, um, and I'm starting to see those with, with real platforms starting to talk about it too, that what we're seeing in Portland right now and this whole Operation Legend stuff, look, and look before I go any further on this, I um, Legend's mom um, presented with the president today uh, as well as another um, gun violence survivor at the White House and um, my comments are, are not at all to diminish the suffering of individuals um, and families and community members uh, from community gun violence. Um, it's, you know, we, we had, there was a, a, a tragic shooting uh, here in Kansas City. Um, 19-year-old was shot. Uh, I'm sorry, not a 19-year-old. There was the 19-year-old um, uh, suspect has been apprehended, but woman shot walking, you know, walking... Um, the stroller shot um, Chicago at a funeral. I believe the death count is up to 15 now. Um, so I'm not here to diminish the suffering of people at all. But I got to tell you, the, the operation that has been named for Legend and the things that we're seeing in Portland, in my mind, has always been about voter suppression. Um, the cities that are being targeted, they're saying that they're targeting city uh, places of where there's uh, lots of violence. Um, so they're targeting Portland. They're targeting, uh, there'll be feds here in Kansas City. They're targeting Chicago. They're targeting, uh, I believe, Albuquerque. Um, they're going to places where there are Democratic strongholds. And so... All right, here's, here's, here's something that you are going to learn about me. I am prone to, to get into conspiracy theories. One might say that I might espouse them, create them, maybe. Um, and I will own that. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't believe in UFOs. Uh, I don't believe in ghosts. Sorry for all my, my, my fans out there who are in the ghost hunters. Um, but don't believe in that stuff. But I do, I, I do subscribe to certain conspiracy theories. And I believe that the dispatching of federal agents, first of all, how do we even know? I mean, how do we actually know that they're agents of the law? or the military. They are not identified in any way. I mean, and what is the stop? Um, here's what I think. I think that they have been deputized at a federal level. You got a, you know, a bunch of wackadoodles who, you know, won the MAGA sweepstakes and the president's like, I hereby, you know, I'm, I'm, if you could see me, I'm doing kind of the, the knighting ceremony where they take the sword and, but I, I imagine he, he got a bunch of wackadoodles um, 
they they maybe gave him a week of it's like a really bad movie it's like it's almost like the movie armageddon you remember armageddon whereas like bruce willis and ben affleck and owen wilson um and uh liv tyler and they're a bunch of just rowdy um oil rig workers and there's an asteroid coming and they're like man the only thing that is going to stop this thing from hitting the earth is we need to 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 drill and and and, and drop explosives in there strong enough to blow up this asteroid and of course the only people who know how to drill a hole like that are a bunch of foul mouth alcoholic um oil rig workers i mean because yeah and i feel like this is what operation legend is that you have a lot of people who feel like, you know, I just want to serve my country. And the president's like, fine, the only way we're going to stop this violence is if we get a bunch of MAGA people, get them some fatigues, get them a gun. We might give them two or three days worth of training. And then we'll throw them in, um, you know, an unmarked um, town and country van. It's how, what kind of, first of all, what kind of military force shows up in soccer mom van. Okay. That, that, that to me is, um, is, is the first sign that perhaps these aren't even actually troops. Cause as much as we spend on militarized police, you're telling me these federal, uh, agents in air quotes, you all they could get was a town and country. Come on, man. I mean, if you're look, if you're going to apprehend those pesky, you know, non-violent, you know, ma a wall of moms, and maybe that's why. Maybe maybe that's the whole thing. Maybe that's the whole thing. Um, with the Honda Odyssey, right? That they're like, well, we've got these moms that uh, we we are going to arrest, and we want them to be comfortable when we when we kidnap them. So um, yeah, we we'll, we'll put them we'll put them in the Honda Odyssey, and um, you know. Well, and it and complete with, you know, with juice boxes in the back um, in case, you know, they've got their kids from the soccer game with them. You know, we got juice box. We've got um, there's an iPad Pro back there for their comfort. Right. Um, do you think they have to yell? Do you think they have to yell at the moms to tell them like to, to pipe down? I don't know. It it's a mess. Um, and I think I talked about this in a podcast before. I'm not getting in the car with anybody wearing, um, camouflage and in an unmarked minivan, just not, just not happening. Um, but I would have thought, I would have thought that, um, the $60 million that we're spending on this, um, they could get a better, they can get better gear than, um, than a minivan. 
Um, but while we're spending 60, did I say 60 million? It may be more than that. You guys can fact check me. Y'all know that I'm all about the fake news around here. Um, while we're paying for all this, uh, the GOP is considering an extension of unemployment benefits. That's good, right? Um, that they're, they're thinking about extending it, but they're going to cut it, um, from 600 a month to $400 a month. Yeah, Mitch McConnell, little Lindsay. You see little Lindsay out there with Trump the other day, golfing, and you know what's the deal? First of all, somehow Trump all of a sudden is pro mask. When did that happen? Like I, I akin, I akin Trump to to wearing a mask to when Hulk Hogan turned into a bad guy. That's what it felt like to me. Like, all, wait, all of a sudden, you're wearing a mask? And Lindsey Graham is tweeting like, yeah, Mr. President, that mask is so freaking cool. Anyway, I guess, I, you know, I'm just... So, today, today, July 22nd, is Bob Dole's birthday. Happy birthday, Bob. Uh, Bob Dole was one of the, you know, was a true... He's one of the last real Republicans, I think. Um, true Republican. Um, so I had the opportunity, I voted for Bob Dole, I think a couple times, um, even as a Democrat. I mean, that's just what you did growing up in Kansas. I mean, he's Bob Dole. Like he wasn't a, I mean, he was a Republican, but you didn't look at Bob Dole and go, well, that's a Republican. I'm going to vote for the Democrat. No, you're like, that's Bob Dole. Um, Bob Dole is a hero, true war hero. Um, and just want to Google Bob Dole, Senator Robert Dole, um, uh, one of the greatest senators this country's ever had. And, uh, it's his birthday today, but I think about how far we've come from the Bob Doles of the world to what we have now with you know, Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. For, I, I talked a little bit about this in the last pod. It needs to be brought up again. The Voting Rights Act is sitting on Senator Mitch McConnell's desk. Needs to get it passed. I don't want to hear jack crap from him, Lindsey Graham, Little Marco, or any of these other people until, about John Lewis until they've done that. Until they've done that, the only thing they can do for me is to have a nice tall glass of shut the hell up. Because you same people undermine his life's work. The work that he put his life on the line for, you undermined it. So you're gonna you need to do a solid and make it work. Period. You know what? In fact, I'm I'm so sick. I'm so sick of uh, Senator McConnell. Senator Graham, um, I'm really sick of Free Woj, by the way, Free Woj. Um, Senator Josh Howley um, had a little um, internet uh, exchange. This is not this is not hot news. I'm good for this too. I am good for weak old bread. Okay, if if weak old bread is your thing, this podcast is also for you. Uh, but Josh Howley had. 
made a recommendation like the things that they should be able to put on their jersey are pro-country, pro-military, blah, blah, blah. Um, basically what he was saying is like, shut up and dribble. And if you're not going to have your name, you need to be putting pro-America. Adrian Wojnarowski, who is an exceptional reporter, sports reporter for ESPN, and is the kind of, if there's breaking news in basketball, usually Woj is the one that's breaking it. He responded to Senator Halley's tweet and just basically told him to go, you know, he, you know, he gave him the finger, but he actually typed it out, uh, was suspended by ESPN for his comments. Um, but I, I think that being suspended, being suspended by ESPN, uh, is like a notch in your belt. That means that you are actually on the right side of an argument because for some reason ESPN just does not like it when their people speak truth. Um, so free Woj. Um, but Josh Halley is no Bob Dole. Hell, he's no Claire McCaskill. Shout out to Claire McCaskill. Um, you, you, you're, you deserve so much better than, um, than, than, than what you got in the, uh, in this past election. Um, but it is great. It, to me, it is great to see uh, Senator McCaskill on, uh, on television, uh, on MSNBC. I'm going to put my cards out there. That's where I get most of my news. Sometimes I switch over to watch Chris Cuomo. Um, you know, because, but I, I never, I, I only switch to, to Cuomo after I've watched Rachel's first 20 minutes. Then I switch to Cuomo and then I always seem to come back. Um, but speaking of, shout out to Joy Reid. Read out. I've been loving it. Um, Joy Reid, in case you all didn't know. Um, first African-American female to anchor in a, a nightly um, news show uh, as the permanent anchor, I should say. Uh, Well-deserved. Um, and I, 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 feel like, I feel like watching her, I almost feel like I made it. And, and, and I know that might sound weird to, to some of you, but I mean, I felt that with, with President Obama. Um, when he got elected, I felt like we all got elected, we being black people. And when I see Joy Reid, I feel like we all made it. Um, and I think my hope more than anything is that the we that I'm referring to, that I can grow that we and that we each grow our we, right? Um in this struggle for racial equity and justice, I'm feeling like that we is growing. And that's why, as we were talking about COVID and that, um, you know, I'm confident that it's possible and I'm hopeful that we will, that we will fight and end COVID. I, I, I feel that same way with racism. And I, I, I think the reason why it's different is that the we is growing, um, that it's not just black folks, um, that it's black folks and Latinx folks and white folks and indigenous people, like we all come together. Um, we, there are more of us. There are more of us who want freedom for all and justice for all than there are those who do not want that. So just believe that, know that, hold on to that, keep going. 
I wasn't planning on saying that. I'm looking at my notes, nowhere on there, um, but needed to say it, needed to say it. Um, and as I wrap up, um, Friday, no, was it going to be Friday? Friday. No, tomorrow. Was it tomorrow? What's today, the 22nd? I think tomorrow um, was to be the opening opening ceremonies. No, 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 no. Friday. Friday. Friday was going to be the opening ceremonies um, for the Olympics. And um, I, I, I love the Summer Olympics. Not a huge, not a huge Winter Olympics person. Um, I do like watching the biathlon, which is weird. I love the ski jump. And I love, I love all the sports that America created to, to win, like all the snowboarding stuff. I do, I do like that. Uh, but I prefer the X Games over the Winter Olympics, if I'm being honest. But I, I love the Summer Olympics. Um, I was looking forward to seeing Simone Biles dominate. Uh, Katie Ledecky, also looking forward. I was looking forward to seeing her. I was looking forward to seeing Megan Rapino in the U.S. Women's uh, National Team dominate again. Um, I was interested to see if Ryan Lochte. Y'all remember everything that happened with Ryan Lochte um, back in Rio. I was going to see if he was going to, you know, kind of destroy any, uh, any, any restrooms this year in Tokyo. Um, this was going to be the first Summer Olympics in a long time with no Matt Lauer. Where the hell did Matt Lauer go? I mean, he just disappeared, man. Um, I, you know, if, 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 if there's one thing he did right, I guess it's that. Just go the hell away. Um, but yeah, I'm missing the Olympics. Um, so shout out to um, all of the Olympic athletes out there who um, have their dreams deferred for another year. And... You know, I just, the work, just think about the work that they, uh, that they put in. Um, so shout out to them, shout out to, to all that you put in and that, that hopefully this time next year, uh, the whole world will be in a place, um, where we can go. And, and I hope that America sincerely, I sincerely hope that America is not still on the banned nations list by then because we haven't gotten our COVID act together. But in that vein, I want to give a, a final shout out to everybody. We're not obviously 99.9% of us aren't Olympic athletes. Uh, but shout out to everyone who's out there pursuing their dreams, whatever those things are. And for those who may have put it on pause or put it on hold, shout out to you too. Because we're, we're all doing what we got to do. We all are doing what we got to do um, to survive. Uh, in this time, and uh, I just want all of you to know whether you're you're actively pursuing it, whether you've put it on pause, or maybe you're you're shifting directions. I'm supporting you. I got your back. I'm happy for you. Um, and uh, just keep striving. I mean, these days aren't going to get much easier. I'm afraid. Um, so don't give up on yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Give yourself grace. Um, and we, we will 
we will um, get through. Again, I am so excited. Thank you for for giving up this time uh, listening to this. Again, wherever you found this, however you found this, um, please subscribe. Uh, I do this a couple times a week. Uh, usually uh, Sundays and Wednesdays. Um, there may be days where I, I'm, I'm, I'm considering doing you know, maybe one more uh, per week. Um, and soon I'm going to be incorporating interviews um, as I learn how to do this. Still haven't figured out walk-up music yet. Um, I'm scared to death. What I, here's, <laughs> here's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of screwing it up so bad that uh, I have to start over. Um, especially those of you who've been around for the first couple episodes. Um, the second episode, that was really the third because I had to do it twice. Scared to death of that. Um, but we're, this, here's, here's my promise. Uh, my promise to you is that each episode will get a little better. Um, yeah, we're going to just keep getting better. Um, so you keep, keep crashing this party. I'm glad you're here. Um, I will just say, do good, be well, and we'll see you next time on The Uninvited.